Mega Eyes podcast crew to reach more people. Of course, it's got to be targeted. We want to target people, but just to help a lot more people and to, to do it the smart way to leverage. So we're live with our space. We're uh, live across the board now. <clears throat> Before we dove in, guys, I just wanted to remind you, you could stop by bloggingfromparadise.com for blogging courses to help you, for blogging ebooks to help you under the manuals tab, and for blog posts, a couple of videos and podcasts on there as well. So these are the tips that will help you thrive as a blogger. You can find them at bloggingfromparadise.com. So <clears throat> having blogged for a pretty long time, I've personally come across a series of limiting beliefs in my own mind, you know, via courtesy of my own ego. And then also I've seen it in other individuals. I've seen these phrases come up again and again and again and again and again. And these are four blogging phrases. It's the title of the, uh, of the meetup here. Four blogging phrases to stop using now. <laughs> We, as human beings, through our minds, are capable of anything, but we tend to achieve so little. Most people achieve very, very little because fear manifests as limiting beliefs in the mind appears to scare people from, you know, being what it takes to succeed. So you see people... Maybe yourself, you've given up on blogging. You quit on proven strategies a week in or even a day in or a couple days in or a month in instead of seeing the journey through. You get frustrated, you're sick of dealing with writer's block and you just quit, you stop, you struggle, you fail. You know, you may have been there and it could be a really frustrating journey, guys. But the four phrases that you wanna get rid of right now from your vocabulary, when you face, own, and release these limiting beliefs, you free yourself to succeed. So that's the biggest upside, guys, to doing this mindset work. When you really go within and you journey into your mind, you will find that all of your struggles are in your mind. That's where they begin and end. And when you shed these limiting beliefs, you're free to be the blogger who thinks, feels, and acts like a successful blogger. So when you're thinking, feeling, and acting like a successful blogger, you will slowly and surely and steadily begin to succeed. You know, <clears throat> a tiny bit at a time, but everything slowly, when you're patient, will cumulatively grow into a successful blogging campaign for you. But it all starts with getting rid of these limiting beliefs, these four phrases, really, these four blogging phrases to delete from your vocabulary. So let's start with number one. <clears throat> this is a really common one, guys. I tried that already. Okay. Sometimes I will advise bloggers to engage in genuine blog commenting or guest blogging, or blogger outreach. And I will hear from 
some bloggers, I tried that already. So this is code for I impatiently gave it a shot and then gave up. You have to own this blogging phrase, this limiting idea, this limiting belief, and say, okay, it has been in my mind. Now I will delete this blogging phrase from my vocabulary. I tried that already to become patient and persistent and to follow a proven strategy for the long haul. You have to remember, guys, maybe some strategies don't necessarily resonate with you, which is okay. That's okay. Yet, if strategies like guest blogging and genuine blog commenting and publishing SEO-optimized content to your blog and engaging in blogger outreach, if these strategies are working and have worked for other bloggers, from new bloggers to middle-of-the-road bloggers to professional bloggers, the strategy works. Once the strategy works and it's been proven, and you say you've tried that already, you haven't tried it with the right energy, you haven't tried it long enough, you haven't committed to it. It can't be I tried that already, guys, because I've gotten I tried that already, and I did it with myself, too, for a very long time. I tried that already, and then I'd ask how long you've been doing it. Well, I've been commenting on blog for the past month. One month? Nothing brilliant happens in a month. You're just getting started. In the blog post itself that I'm uh, leveraging through this content, Bloggers will tell me, I tried blog commenting already. How long have you done it? For three months. On Discuss alone, guys, I've left 12,000 comments. Now it's probably closer to 13,000. But over the past decade, I've published 12,000 comments on Discuss. Now that is a full commitment to blog commenting. When you do that, you're going to succeed with the strategy. Even far fewer comments. And you'll be commenting for far, far shorter time than a decade. And you'll begin to succeed. But I tried that already is code for I'm impatient, I'm desperate, I'm greedy, I haven't committed to it. So remove that phrase from your blogging vocabulary and commit 100% to working sound, intelligent strategies genuinely and generously. And you will begin to slowly but surely succeed. This is a long-term gig. Nobody who gives something a shot, quote-unquote, you know, air quotes, or who tries something and it doesn't work and then just gives up and has an impatient mentality that reeks of a lack of persistence and commitment, none of those bloggers succeed. And, of course, none go pro. How can you go pro when you skip out on all the work it takes to go pro? This can't be like a half-committal or dipping your toes in. It has to be 100% all in. So remove, I tried that already, from your blogging vocabulary and commit 100% to blogging and various blogging strategies, guest blogging, blog commenting, for hundreds to then thousands of hours over years of your life.
Because when you do that, then you'll never say to me, oh, I tried that already. You'll already be succeeding with it because you thought in terms of months and years and thousands of hours versus just giving something a shot. So this is a long-term gig, guys. So let's go to number two. Another phrase that you really have to remove from your mind if you want to become a successful blogger. Number two is, I am a former current, and then in parentheses, I write, insert nine to five job. How you see yourself dictates how you think, how you feel, and how you act. How you think, how you feel, and how you act or behave determines where you are in life and where you're headed. So many bloggers who do this part-time make the really common mistake of seeing themselves in their mind's eye as a police officer or as a school teacher or as whatever they happen to be doing professionally at the time. So that's their self-image. This is what I do to make a living. This is how I see myself. This is who I am. So that's their self-image. How do you think that's going to work out <clears throat> when you attempt to blog as a police officer? Since your self-image is strongly identifying either currently or even former, because I'd have people say to me, Ryan, you know, I'm a former I'll say what I used to do. I'm a former security guard. So their self-image says former security guard, which knows how to think, feel, and act like a security guard or even a former security guard. Does that person know how to think, feel, and act like a blogger, let alone a professional blogger, but as a blogger? No. You know how to be a security guard, but you don't know how to be a blogger. So what organically happens? <clears throat> These bloggers try to blog, but who have this self-image of, oh, I'm this, I'm a police officer, or I'm a former police officer, or a former teacher, or former nurse, or a current doctor, whatever. They quit blogging. Blogging is too overwhelming. They can't seem to stick with anything. They're so confused. There's too much work. There's too much to learn. They reject what it takes to be a blogger because there's no part of their self-image that is a blogger. So if you don't see yourself as a blogger in your mind's eye, if you don't have that self-image, then you won't do as a blogger does because you won't be thinking and feeling and acting like a blogger. And you're going to have to do that to eventually succeed or to do any work. And you're certainly going to have to do it to become a professional if you really want to build your part-time gig into a thriving full-time blogging business over the long haul. You have to take your current self-image, or if you view yourself currently as a former whatever you did in your prior professional life, and shift that to building a self-image as a blogger. So in your mind, you have to see yourself as a blogger to actually start thinking like a blogger. 
and to start feeling like a blogger and to start acting like a blogger. And of course, bloggers blog. <clears throat> they create, they connect, they monetize their blog through multiple income channels. They learn to think, feel, and act like an entrepreneur. They learn and then apply the concepts to help you format a post to improve the reader user experience. They monetize their blog through multiple streams of income. They learn the difference between active income and passive income, and then they monetize their blog appropriately based on their vision. If you're gonna be circling the globe and changing time zones, like most people change their clothes, then passive income is going to make the most sense. You know, that's one thing I learned when I was doing a lot more global travel, a lot more international travel. The active income channels of uh, even being a freelancer, where you're still a little bit trading time for money, right? You know, it's not like purely passive where people are buying ebooks or courses through your blog, like you know, how my blog's set up now. It doesn't work when you're, say, I forget freelancing, coaching, when you're changing time zones. For most people, obviously, if you get really clear on it, it's another ball game. But um, for a lot of folks, that could be really tough because if you're in Bangkok, if you're in New York one week and you could just meet with your New York clients or Eastern time zone clients at 12 noon, you know, once a week. And then next week, your Eastern time zone 12 noon client figures out that you are in Bangkok and you think wait a second now i'm gonna to have to stay up till midnight to meet with the client um well early in the morning would be great for me in bangkok 7 a.m works but that's 7 p.m new york city time you know 12 hour spread so are they gonna to want to sit and talk with me after i go through a coaching session after a long day at their nine to five job and their, well, you know, dinner. <laughs> so this is, this is the type of stuff you think through and you begin to plan and lay out when you are thinking like a blogger and you have a vision, but you have to change your self-image. It doesn't happen by itself. So I am a current, I am a former whatever. No, 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 you are now a blogger and you really want to see yourself as a blogger and think of yourself as a blogger in your mind's eye, and then you'll begin to think and to feel and to act like a successful blogger. That's when you change the creative momentum as the self-image changes. Okay, number three. This is really probably the most common limiting belief and a phrase that you need to remove from your blogging vocabulary or blogging phrase you got to remove and it's this i cannot find time to blog a lot of people make the excuse i did back in the day and this is a really common limiting belief that mirrors back to you what you really value so if you cannot appear to find time to blog, you can't seem to find time to blog, it simply means that you're giving your time to what you value and blogging is not involved. It's not a part of what you value. You view it as being valueless, meaningless, less valuable, 
not significant. You probably think you're going to be wasting your time anyway. Probably going to quit. It's going to be a struggle. It's something you'll get around to. So as long as you adopt that mentality, you know what's going to happen. You won't be able to find time to block in your mind. And this is all ego. You don't find time to block. You make time to block. You choose to block. You decide to block. You get in the blogging time. You get in the blogging work. You get the blogging job done by valuing the fun and freedom one experiences through blogging more than you value the fears and comforts that you're valuing now. So I'll give you a really good example for a, an employee. Say you work at a nine to five job, and this is a common one. <clears throat> Say you're raising a family, you know, growing family, young kids, and you work a nine to five job. So after a long day at work, you know, get out of the office at five, scramble home, take care of the kids, wolf down your dinner. And after you put them to bed, you know, they're young, say eight o'clock. Spending time with them, you know, having fun, but it's just a hectic, busy day. And you know, you got to get up at 6 a.m. tomorrow and do the whole thing again. Okay. In that moment, most part-time bloggers who work full-time jobs say to themselves or tell me I cannot find time to block and they say it because and this is the value you have to get really real with yourself when you get down to the value what you really value I cannot find time to block that's what you say the truth, the reality is in that moment at eight o'clock, you have time in that moment to make whatever choice you want to make because you have free will at eight o'clock after a long day at work, caring for your kids. You just want to kick back, have a cold beer, have a soda have a cup of coffee, maybe some cookies, whatever, and watch your favorite TV show. Do people watch them anymore? I think they do. Maybe streaming. But at 8 o'clock, you have free will. You could choose to use your time however you want to. So you, it's not a matter of finding time. It's already there. It's already 8. But most bloggers value comfort and distraction and fear-based activities. Now, when I'm saying fear-based, I mean you're making the decision predominantly from some fear, guilt, grief to distract yourself and to feel comfortable and to numb yourself instead of choosing the fun and freedom and, oh yeah, the discomfort of sitting down at 8 p.m., 
to begin writing your next blog post. Even if it's say a thousand, say it's a 1500 word post or say it's a 1200 word post, sitting down to write the first 400 words or the first 800 words for a half hour. If you choose the TV show, you value comfort and distraction over the freedom and fun and yeah, discomfort, you're gonna be facing mental blocks and fears there that blogging would instantly give you because it's an amazing medium for self-expression and for serving people and long-term. Because when you do this intelligently and generously and patiently for a very long time, for the long haul, and you keep putting in the hours and just keep it simple, create, connect, relax, really be patient, then you would never have to run around Again, you would never have to rush. You wouldn't have hectic days at the office because eventually you'd be blogging full time. And if you really want to set it up to be a freedom promoting vehicle, when you blog effectively and you set up passive income channels, you're still going to be putting in the time and work, but you'll be making money around the clock from all the work you put in over the thousands and thousands of hours over years. So instead of trading time for money and feeling like your life's hectic, you put in the work and then every day you're generating ebook sales around the clock, online course sales around the clock, when you're sleeping, when you're working, when you're at the movies with the kids, when you're changing the kid's diaper, you know, your youngest one. And that is fun and freedom when you engineer your life how you want it to be instead of trading time for money to survive and to have comfort and distractions. This is a very, very uncomfortable choice for most human beings, guys, because most of us in our minds were programmed and brainwashed to think this way, but we consider ourselves victims. I'm a victim to this, I'm a victim to that, I can't find time, I'm so busy, I'm just trying to survive, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. The empowered human beings make a choice in their mind. I'm going to make time to do fun, freeing, liberating things to help other people, to help me, to help free my family, even if it's really uncomfortable. So at 8 o'clock at night, you could choose the beer and TV show as a distraction and trying to wind down, which will continually just propagate and repropagate the process of living in fear, distraction, comfort, unhappiness, depression, and that never ends. You have to break that cycle in your mind. You have to. It never ends. It never does. So you can continue doing that or or you can decide to block. Even though it feels really uncomfortable and you feel tired and you feel agitated, at 8 o'clock, you say, I'm going to put into my phone an alarm, 8 o'clock blogging time. Set the alarm. It goes off. You walk right into your office or wherever your laptop set up, and you start writing your next post. You make time to block. You make time to block. You block. You choose to block. There's never any finding. Time's always there. Well, I'm busy with this. Well, I'm busy with that. Well, you chose to be busy with that because you value it. Everyone has, nobody here is a head of state. There are no presidents or prime ministers here. The Dalai Lama is not watching this or listening to this. This is not, come on guys, let's not kid ourselves. Every human being 
has a half hour to an hour every day to block. However, you have to start challenging what you value. Because if you value comfort and if you value distraction, you're like, I can't find time to blog. Well, why is that? Well, because I'm watching this. I need my you know, glass of wine or my beer. And I, and I know that's a common thing. I get it. But your life's never going to change until you block, until you make time to blog. And you, you change that mindset. I can't find time, so I'm making time. And that happens when you change your values, when you value fun and freedom and discomfort predominantly over comfort and fear and distraction. So you make time to blog. And number four, another oldie but goodie. I am not connected. This one's very funny to me because the ego creates these really just humorous limiting beliefs that when you think about them, even for a few moments from a clear mind, <laughs> I'll just check out some of these features. Invite co-host to open spots, then open spots, press to speak. Yeah. I'm just checking out good old space. When you think about it, it's funny. So I'm not connected. And when, when bloggers say this, and you have to remove it from your blogging vocabulary, of course, you're thinking that every blogger walks into blogging other than yourself being connected. Well, you walked in with connections. The first day I became a pro blogger, I had tons of connections. No, nobody knew who I was. I began blogging. I was new to blogging, so I didn't know anybody through blogging, so I had no connections. You don't get connected as a passive act. You don't ask one person who appears to be an influencer, hey, I want to get connected with you. Connect me with these other folks. No, it doesn't work that way. It's not that easy. It's not that comfortable. If it were, we'd all be connected. <laughs> you have to actually earn the right to the attention span of top bloggers. And you do that by helping them and by expecting nothing and by asking nothing of them. Because when you ask nothing of top bloggers and when you expect nothing of top bloggers, something really cool happens. You earn their trust because they see that you're not trying to use them for their name, for their traffic, for their platform. Now, most bloggers are fools. So they try to use professional bloggers. They try to manipulate and trick. And it's very humorous to people that have seen this strategy 20,000 times over the years. So people, you know, we, we block, pro bloggers block these folks and they forget, they ignore. <clears throat> But when you help top bloggers, you comment gently on their blog, you promote them on your blog, you know, link to their blog, then you tag them on social media, tag them on Facebook, you retweet their posts, you share their posts on Facebook and LinkedIn, maybe you accept a guest post from them. The relationships you build with really powerful bloggers will get you connected in a major league way over the long haul. So you connect yourself with pros. You build your friend network with a genuine, generous, trusting, detached blogger outreach campaign. You gotta work at blogger outreach. You gotta network, guys. That's how every single pro works their way up into higher blogging circles. They work at it. 
They build relationships, they help people, they earn their trust. Then when those relationships solidify, you'll be really connected, but you got to really work at it. And of course, the Robert Kiyosaki quote, which is famous, we all know that by now, or if you don't, the wealthiest people in the world, and I think this is the rough definition, look for and build networks. Everyone else looks for work. It's 100% true if you've been an entrepreneur. If you've only worked jobs, well, you're looking for work. You're working <laughs> as an employee, which is fine. But if you don't network as an entrepreneur, and you're going to see all these power brokers, all these top entrepreneurs from Iconoclast to just people who are leading their blogging niches, they build their friend work network to get connected because they realize they can't do it by themselves. They don't have enough clout. They don't have enough power, not even enough clout and power. Nobody can do anything by themselves in this world. People Grow companies, they build companies, they build businesses, they build corporations, bloggers build their friend networks, they enter, you know, JVs, joint ventures, joint partnerships, they just co-promote, they promote each other on Twitter and Facebook, you have tribes, nobody does anything solo, no blogger is an island, to use the famous quote, so you gotta really engage in a blogger outreach campaign Help a lot of bloggers, remove your expectations, expect nothing, ask for nothing, prove that you're interested in the professional blogger, comment on their blog, leave a genuine comment, a couple sentences, personalize the comment, and keep doing this for weeks. Tweet their posts, share their posts on Facebook and LinkedIn, mention them on your blog. When you gain their trust, when they're seeing that you're helping them out without asking for anything from them, slowly but surely, you'll get really connected. Because then they'll, when they start promoting you and endorsing you, and maybe they'll ask you to guest post on their blog, or they'll interview you, you know, buy your stuff, endorse your stuff, buy your eBooks, endorse it, buy your courses, endorse them. Not only will your, will your traffic and profits increase, but then you'll get connected to their influential blogging buddies and some of their readers, and you'll be even more connected. So it's this spider web effect, which is just phenomenal to see it unfold but you really have to work at getting connected. You have to work at connecting yourself with other bloggers through a genuine blogger outreach campaign. So guys, we're a half hour in. I'm gonna roll, maybe have a little snack in a bit, take a nap and then do some cardio. So these are the four phrases to remove from your blogging vocabulary. We will see you later. And until next time, you know